Hello my unapologetic beauties, welcome to another episode of Unapologetically Her, hosted by yours truly, Natalie Nadine. Unapologetically Her is a podcast created to not only tackle all things female and urban pop culture, but to empower, embrace, and educate the women of today's society. Welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Her, the podcast that's for her, by her. And for today's episode, I am joined by Shalina, and we'll be discussing sustainable menstrual products. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for coming. I'm excited. Oh, girl, same here. I think this is a topic I've never had before. And when you submitted this, I'm like, okay, like, (laughs) let the girls know. (laughs) Yes. So before we get into anything, let people um, know your socials, if you have any small businesses, where they can find you, where to run you a check, like, girl, (laughs) everything that you have. (laughs) love it it's a pandemic we need we need that money trust go ahead (laughs) all right so i have two uh socials so um the first one is um at everything 90s podcast so i'm also a podcaster and i recently started this one i think it back in november 2020 and i'm having so much fun with it just going down memory lane with friends um and, and guests um so nine, yeah, if you best times, ooh, keep going. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so if you are a '90s kid or '80s kid, definitely check it out. Everything '90s, like the numerical nine zero S, um, everything '90s podcast. Um, and then also, I have a another. I have a small business called the Sweet Tooth Vegan. So I love baking. Um, so if you like treats, have a sweet tooth. Check that out and. My handle for that on Instagram is at the sweet tooth vegan underscore. And um, it's also a podcast as well. So I have two. <laughs> yes, girl, come through with the healthy snacks. I love it. Yeah. And you can't even tell. You can't even tell. That. Okay, so I'm going to have to try that because I'm, try- I'm trying. That's my goal for 2021 is to be a little bit healthier. Yeah. So girl, yes, I'm going to check that out. Shoot. Yes, yes. I, I, I technically don't um advertise them as healthy because I still use sugar and flour and stuff but mm-hmm. like I don't use animal products slightly quote-unquote healthier than the normal I was about but, to like, say my girl that's healthier than normal shoot <laughs> that's one that's one step in the right direction <laughs> especially in my life <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm here for it so before we get into like the normal questions how have you been especially with COVID going on this pandemic like how have you been holding up I've been pretty good. Um, I am naturally a homebody, so. Me too. <laughs> I should not sound that excited. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, I I do have empathy and feel sad for those that have had the virus and like family members that have died from the virus. Absolutely. Um, and like the impact it has on businesses especially small businesses apparently like a lot has businesses have like closed down permanently yes um which is sad um so yeah me personally I've been okay I've been good like closer with my family because we're all like home together right Um, I love that yeah so I don't really have any complaints per se I've been pretty fortunate (laughs) 
Hmm. Yeah. Of course. I always tell people, I'm like, like you said, like there's a lot of lives that have been lost or people who has actually deal with, um, I guess you could say just deal with COVID in general. But I feel like this is also a time where it's a blessing and a curse, depending on who you are in your situation. So it's one of those times where we can definitely be like, okay, definitely grateful that at least all I can do is stay home and spend time with family. So you know what? If you've had a positive experience, definitely give thanks for that as well. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. And then aside from COVID, how have you been just in general? Overall, I've been pretty good. Like I recently went back to school. Um, I'm becoming a, like a certified teacher in Ontario. So mm -hmm. I'm a teacher candidate at U of T, which has been quite the experience because the whole program is online. Mm -hmm. but our internships are in person, like in school. So Oh, that's good. So you still yeah. kind of get that normalcy with it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Love but it's been that. quite the learning experience, the online schooling and learning. It's yeah, it took a, a, a lot to adjust to. I was about to say that's a big adjustment for sure. Because a lot of people, you're used to like, you know, either a balance in between the two. But mm -hmm. if you're going everything remote, everything online, there's yeah. a lot of like self-discipline and stuff that needs to be, that needs to happen now. Definitely. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, girl, more power to you. I don't, I don't think I have that attention span to really like, okay. Let me watch this teacher now for the next couple of hours. I don't know if I can do that. Yeah, it's hard. Um, I was even like getting headaches at one point, And then like, I'm just so exhausted at the end. Like, mm -hmm. I don't want to do any readings. I just want to go to sleep. <laughs> right? It was just it's very energy draining. Yeah. I guess I, I adapted over a couple of months. Oh, yeah. Well, girl, you, you paying for it. You better adapt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like as much as we be like now, be like, oh yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm gonna jump into our first question for today. Can you explain sustainable menstrual products and why it is important? Um, why this is an important conversation to have with um have with young women? Sure. Yeah. For actually, I just want to start off and give like a um, what do you call it? A war not a warning, but like I'm not a professional like, mm. or anything but this is just knowledge that I've gained over the past few years so uh, for, for me when I think about sustainable um, I think about products that cause less stress on the environment and on the earth mm -hmm. so uh, products that are minimal waste um, and are are made out of materials that um, are reusable or eco-friendly so mm -hmm. friendly to the environment um Sorry, what was the second part of the question? Oh, so um, in terms of these um, sustainable menstrual products, why do you think this conversation is important to have with young women today? Oh, um, because like, so, so sustainable menstrual products are um, like an alternative to, you know, your regular pads, tampons that you see in the grocery store in the yeah. aisle. Uh, so I think it's an important conversation for women to have is because it's not common knowledge um mm. so i think it's important for us to know especially because you know these products are going inside of our body like if you wear tampons and pads it's like really close to our um our bodies so 
it's important to know the harmful effects, not only on the environment, but harmful effects it could have on our, our health. Oh, yes. So, yeah, because of the materials that they're made out of. And I think that's something that we don't really think about either because we just assume, okay, because they're made for us, they're safe for us. Mm-hmm. Like we could that's just pick case. anything off the shelf and let's use it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, girl. <laughs> we'll have to have a lot of people thinking by the end of this episode be like, what am I really using? Yeah. What am I putting in my vagina? Really? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, ooh. You, ladies, listen up because this, this is about to get interesting. <laughs> Can you describe, um, what do you describe as the most common used menstrual products? So I would say anything you see, you know, in the menstrual aisle in the grocery store. So, you know, Kotex, Always, Tampax, um, like pads, tampons, I would say are the most common, at least here where we are in North America, Canada. Mm-hmm. Those yeah. are the ones that usually get like shoved in our faces. Like, here's the commercial. Exactly. Exactly. Have you personally, and this is kind of like a side question, for these big brands, have you ever seen, I guess, how would you say this now? In a sense, like, do they have an equal alternative right right beside them? I feel like we always see, okay, like, look at the pretty colors, look at this, and mm-hmm. be like, do they really have that safe alternative? Uh, like the company itself? Or yeah. just... I don't think so um because like the sustainable um alternatives that i know they're not associated with those brands like they're different Mm -hmm. brands yeah and that's another reason why too i guess why we don't really get those shoved in our faces exactly yeah Yeah. oh you see what these brands are doing people (laughs) Mm -mm. well they have the most money so that's obviously they're gonna take up the space and advertisement yeah advertisement so yeah so my next question for you is what are some what are the safer and eco-friendly alternatives that women and young girls can use um so there's a couple here um i know of like four five main ones so the mm-hmm. one that i use i use cloth uh, cloth cloth <laughs> pads sorry yeah um that are made out of charcoal bamboo uh, material Ooh. and apparently that's like antibacterial and it's pretty safe mm-hmm. um so i got my i started using mine i think it's been a year and a half maybe since i've switched over to yeah. using cloth pads um at first it took a while to get used to because like usually you know when you wear pads Mm-hmm. You just when you're done you just throw it out but with this one you actually clean it up you have to clean it out uh, when you're done oh I see what you and, mean mm-hmm. so like it collects it absorbs the blood and then when you're done with it um the, it comes with the um the one that I got it comes with a wet bag mm-hmm. so like if you're out on the road and you have to change like you you wrap it up and you put it in a wet bag so like it's um it doesn't smell oh um yeah but then when you get home you rinse out the ones that you've used the the pack came out 10 cloth pads so yeah it took me a while to get used to seeing my own blood yeah that much blood because it's the pad holds a lot of 
of your of your blood. It's very ab- absorbent. Wow. Uh, like I'm fascinated by this because I've I never really actually spoken to someone who's actually used one of these alternatives. So this is yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, so if you like anyone out there that uses pads, mm-hmm. an alternative would be the cloth pads. Um, and another alternative to pads would be underwear. So menstrual underwear. So it basically works like the cloth pad, but it's like an underwear. So like a period underwear. So you just wear it and mm-hmm. you bleed free as you, and it soaks up the blood as well. And then the same idea you, when you're done using it, mm-hmm. you rinse it out. So like, just like how you change your pads, normal pads, you change these ones. Yeah, These ones you're able to wear a little longer depending on your flow mm-hmm. because of the absorbency. Um, and uh, a popular brand for the the underwear one is called NYX, or oh. I think no, is it is that how, it's called it's spelled K N I X. I think I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Yeah, and Period Isle and mm-hmm. Luna Pad, those are Canadian brands. Oh yeah, shop local. If you're interested. <laughs> um. I got my cloth pads on Amazon. If you just search cloth pads or charcoal bamboo natural mm-hmm. cloth pads, it pops up. And um, what's nice is, I mean, at the beginning, like when you pay for it, it's quite expensive. Yeah. But they last for like five years if you if you t- like use them properly. Mm-hmm. Um, it could last up to five years, and it's like ten you get. Um, oh, that's uh, that's actually really that's you're really getting your money's worth then. Yeah, I actually want to exactly. search this up myself, but keep going. But I'm going to search this. Yeah, so it's cost effective. You are um, doing your part in not, you know, in, in like less causing less um, waste on the environment. Mm-hmm. And um, for those people that use tampons uh alternative would be the menstrual cup i feel like the menstrual cup has gotten a lot more popular and more advertisement like sometimes i've seen it on billboards in toronto yeah that that has been getting more of a buzz these last couple i think probably last couple years or so yeah Mm -hmm. so a brand the popular brand that i know for menstrual cups is called the diva cup um i personally like since I got my first period when I was 13. I was never a fan of tampons, but that's why I didn't try the menstrual cup. But mm-hmm. those of you that prefer tampons, the menstrual cup would be a, a good alternative. And with that, um, so as like the name suggests, it's kind of like a cup. You put it in your vagina and then it collects the blood. And then I'm not sure how long you could um, keep it in for, but... When you take it out, you just dump the blood in the toilet and then you rinse out the cup and then you can reinsert it. Oh. Yeah. So I, I know a couple of friends that use that one and it works yeah. for them. But um, me personally, I don't know. I just. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm with you. I'm, I was never a fan of the tampon. So I've been with the pad. So I'm even looking at the cloth pads now because I'm just like, that's actually really interesting. Yeah, and mm-hmm. um, and then another alternative too is 
biodegradable pads. So they would work just like your common, like always Kotex pads, mm-hmm. but the material is biodegradable. So um, most pads that we use, they're mostly made out of plastic and plastic doesn't decompose. Like it takes, I think they said it takes like 500 years to decompose. So like every pad that has ever been made is still in our, oh my, on the earth in landfills because (laughs) plastic doesn't decompose. So. And to think how much pads women use like on a daily to a monthly to a yearly basis. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Across the world. (laughs) Yeah, girl. So they're still in our earth in the landfills. Yeah, man. Oh no, wait a minute. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> yep. Yep. I actually feel I no, I'm thinking about this because I'm just thinking, okay, like the amount that like we just use as women and to think there's like a whole like just a mountain of that just sitting somewhere. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Plastic. Oh, that's not right. Exactly. Mm-mm. So so yeah, if 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 you know people out there are not really a fan of the cloth pads or the menstrual cup, uh, the bi- the biodegradable pads can be an option. But um, like that one still causes waste, but it's but I mean it's able to decompose. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're still in that transition, like you said, from that, maybe you can transition, start with the biodegradable, then go with the cloth until you get comfortable with the cleaning. And like you said, seeing your blood and being more comfortable, be like, okay, like this is an actual, an actual thing that not to really take care of. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I find, <clears throat> sorry, no I, worries. Found that, I found that um, like since the switchover to cloth pads, I'm more connected to my body and cycle um and sometimes I get emotional (laughs) no that's actually really cool yeah when I like clean out the pads and like I'm seeing like because it's like um an egg that hasn't been fertilized so like it's a dead Mm -hmm. egg so sometimes I get emotional I'm like oh my god you know like I only have a couple more eggs left (laughs) there's another egg that has died and you know I'm 29 so I'm like I'm getting there so sometimes I'm just like oh one one less egg because women oh we get all our eggs at once when we're born mm-hmm. we don't get any more so sometimes I'm like yeah I get a little emotional <laughs> oh my gosh I have never thought about it that way and now I'm just like like oh my gosh it's a loss it's like a loss to your body yeah yeah okay <laughs> maybe now I need to be more sensitive to myself <laughs> because i'm just thinking be like oh god like why 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 is this pain here what why every month and now i'm just like that's a new that's that's a new way to look at it yeah definitely yeah oh girl you want to get me emotional oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) in a good way in a good way because it's like when it's one of those things where you kind of have to change your perspective on how you look at life yeah yeah and be like, it's a bad thing, but it's a good thing. But it's also a sad thing. Like, it depends on just how you look at it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. 
Okay, you just gave me a lot to think about with this question. Mm. I'm still thinking about the waste that's out there that is not going away. Yeah, it's it's crazy because you know the the like where the world has gone, like the direction where it's gone, like we produce a lot of waste. Mm-hmm. And like sooner or later, I mean, even to this day, we're still seeing like climate change and the negative effects it's had on ecosystems, animals. Um, it's only a matter of time. Absolutely. <laughs> so, even that snowstorm that Texas had. What? Uh, yeah, girl. Oh, girl. Yeah. Texas had a snowstorm? They had like this terrible snowstorm, which is like the worst they've seen in about 30 years. So oh my gosh. when you're talking about climate change, that's the first thing that comes to mind where this is real. Wow. Where people have died, they've lost power, no clean drinking water. Because the same snow that we get on, like, I want to say, like, a daily basis, but, you know, at least bi-weekly when we get, like, those heavy snowstorms, we're used to it. They're not. That's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So it really is, like, it's the little things that you do starting now that can really help change not only your own way of life and your way of thinking, but to help take care of the earth, take care of your environment. Yeah, yeah, like any little step helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I personally believe like like um, the government and like big brand companies, they have a responsibility, as, like a, a bigger responsibility because they're the ones producing this waste, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, but also at like the individual level, we can, you know, start to make small changes in our, in our lives you know just to do something at least you know (laughs) oh absolutely it starts honestly it starts at home it starts in your own backyard at least make those changes and then you and then once you make those changes you can share it with the next person like how you're sharing it with us now because I'm sure there's a lot of females right now young adults whatever the case may be who really never knew about these alternatives or like myself, never knew someone who's tried it. So to really hear it from someone firsthand is mm-hmm. actually really inspiring, making me think, okay, when it's when my time of the month comes back around again, what are the changes I'm going to make? Mm-hmm. What yeah. steps am I going to take for that? I guess for say that longevity to at least help um, with the environment, whatever way I can, mm-hmm. and hopefully inspire others to do the same. Right. Yes. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, I'm mind blown right now. Like for real, I am mind. Blown. That was me. Like when my, because it was through my friends, um, that uh, it educated me and like brought the information to me because mm-hmm. you, the average person wouldn't know about these things because when you go, you know, to Walmart or grocery store into the menstrual products aisle you don't see the the reusable pads you don't see the eco-friendly pads and that's one reason why we don't most people don't know um so it's not in our faces and you know we don't learn about them in like health class and stuff so yeah once i I found out this information i'm like telling every um Every female, like, hey, check these out. Yes. So, all like, when you say, like, we don't see them at Walmart. So, I guess you say we can buy these things off of Amazon or those kind of places, right? Yeah. So, I got mine from Amazon. And then, 
like there's a company called Lunapad and Nix. I think it's called Nix or Knix or mm-hmm. the K-N-I-X. Um, and then period aisle. Yeah. Diva Cup. Um, just like a simple Google search of these uh, companies or just search like um, cloth pads or cup, menstrual cup. It'll, it'll pop up. Um, I know, um, what's that store called? Um, shoot, there's like this wellness store. Um, I forget what it's called, but they they sell like biodegradable pads. Oh, Healthy Planet? Healthy Planet, yes. Mm-hmm. They, they sell that. I've seen it before. Oh, okay. This I'm, I'm. I definitely want to go and check this out for myself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so, it's, it's worth it. So you said. I guess I think we named four. So you said the the cloth pads, the period underwear, mm-hmm. the menstrual cup, and what was the other one again? The biodegradable. Yes. Yes. And then there's one I recently found out. <clears throat> I don't know if I would try it. I don't know like where you would get it, but it's called, I think it's called Sea Sponge or something like that. Apparently mm-hmm. it's, it's like back in the day, but apparently like it, like one side effect is it may mess around with the pH level of the vagina. So oh. yeah, I think it's called Sea Sponge, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But it's not a common one. Kind of like you just leave it up there type of thing, like almost like a tampon? Yeah, yeah. I think that's Mm. the idea. Oh, no. I'm like, no, I'll pass on that. I'll pass on that one. But again, like you said, for those who prefer like the tampon or the pads, at least here's another alternative for you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yes. So definitely, I'd say to all the ladies out there, definitely try and looking into these alternatives. Yeah. Take note what you're putting into your body. Mm-hmm. 110%. Um, so my next question for you is, well, I guess we already covered this in terms of why are we not familiar with these alternatives or use them as often? So you're saying because it doesn't get shoved in our faces. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, that's my guess. Um, and like the popular brands, like they take up the most space with advertisement. Mm-hmm. Um, but I find that like within the vegan community, like because I've I've been a vegan for a couple of years now, and I find within that community, it's these stuff are more known in like the sustainable communities. Um, uh, products are more known. Um, but yeah, it just. It's, I guess nowadays it's starting to, like with Instagram and stuff, mm-hmm. Instagram ads, you're starting to see it. I guess it depends on what you follow and like the algorithms and stuff like that. But yeah, I think nowadays it's starting to become, and as I mentioned, I saw uh, a billboard of the Diva Cup in Toronto before. So, yeah. so it's slowly it's, making its way. Yes, yes thankfully see i just don't understand in terms of these big companies they see a lot of people like you said are becoming more sustainable are trying to have like a healthier lifestyle while whether you're becoming like vegetarian or vegan or just 
really focusing on what you're using and putting it into your body, you would think that these big companies would actually try to at least sell these alternatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from my understanding and knowledge, I mean, because I haven't been using them for a year and a half, but I mm-hmm. don't, I don't recall seeing any advertisements of their like of always having an alternative. Yeah, or Tampax. I yeah. I haven't seen it. <laughs> I just see the same old commercials. So I don't. Absolutely, that's what I'm thinking back to, and I'm like, you would think they would at least try to hop onto this, but I guess yeah. money making by doing the same plastic things that are one harmful to our bodies and harmful to the environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And it's probably cheaper uh, to use the products that they're using. Mm-hmm. And then they benefit, like they make a huge profit off of the cheap, the cheap uh, materials. So I think it's a money. I don't know. Yeah. No, girl, I feel like you're right on the ball. It's a it's a money making thing. Whatever costs less to produce more. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, mass production. Yeah. There, there yeah. you go. That's the term. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're just killing our environment little by little. I know. Oh, ladies, are you listening? You both have me change my whole life around. Shoot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's um I mean, like if can you imagine like if every uh person that you know menstruates was able to change, like switch over to more um eco-friendly products. Yeah. That would, that would be a huge impact because no. we're the ones using it not by choice like uh, i mean we're born with periods it's not like we right. chose periods, but like we are using these products so we could shift make a change culture change absolutely again like we said like it starts in your own backyard it starts at home so if you can make these positive changes for your life and pass this knowledge on to like you know your daughters your sisters cousins aunts mother whoever's still going through that if you could pass this down generation to generation mm-hmm. imagine the good that we'd be doing for the environment exactly yeah, yeah. my my um sister and mom are not on board yet but i'm still trying <laughs> still a bit of a culture shock <laughs> yeah they're, they're not too fond of the cleaning part oh. blood, but like, come on you just get it's just like other bodily fluids like sweat yeah saliva snot like come on <laughs> it's your body <laughs> what you have us doing over here <laughs> it's definitely more time consuming too yeah um but like it's i feel like it's worth it absolutely like i said like i was even looking on amazon just now and you do get a lot for your money like you said at least they last for a good couple of years mm-hmm yeah, if you if you take care of them, like, um, like you once you put like you don't have to with the cloth pads. Once you're done using it, you could wrap it and put it in the wet bag. Mm-hmm. You don't have to clean it right away. But what I usually do is, um, after my period, I'll wash, I'll soak my pads in um, water and um, soap, like detergent soap. Yeah. And like just let them soak in like a basin mm-hmm. overnight and then it get like releases the blood. And then 
I would individually wash them by hand. Yeah. And then I put them in the washer, like the laundry washer and dryer. So I, I'm very thorough with my cleaning. I know. I, I yeah. like that because I think some people would be like, okay, it's like a one-two, but no, no. No, you no, no. good. Because <laughs> <laughs> because it's so absorbent, yes. you want to make sure you really get everything out. Everything. No, that's good. Girl, teach the teach the women them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> let them know oh my gosh that's why i said like if you are not ready for that kind of commitment yet take the baby steps and work your way there try the biodegradable yeah. or try the other alternatives before yeah. you get i would say the menstrual underwear or the cloth pads yeah so see the level of commitment that you're willing to take and mm-hmm. work your way up yeah mm-hmm. yeah so my next question for you is, um, well, we talked about the impact on the environment. So I want to talk about, it is estimated that women spend the average of $6,000 in their lifetime on menstrual products, as stated in a 2018 study. Do you think women and girls should have the ability to acquire these products without charge? I think that would be great. <laughs> right? <laughs> because it's not like by choice. Like, we need these things. It's a necessity. Mm-hmm. Like, water. Although we do pay for water. Like, right. water bills. But, um, yeah, I think it would be great for menstrual products to be free. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least heavily, heavily discounted. Like, a dollar or something. Um, or less. Especially, you know, for people that are experiencing homelessness and poverty. Yeah. I know that's like a a common challenge is getting menstrual products. Um, But actually, um, Scotland recently made their period products free for, for like, um, back, yeah, last year, 2020. Mm. I'm just looking at the article now. Yeah, they're first, Scotland first in the world to make period products free. So... Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, Canada. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, oh, it's it's always just overseas who are the people who are just on the ball. They're doing it first. Yeah. Like, I'm stressed. I'm stressed. <laughs> because you really see, like, the capitalism of it all when it comes oh, to yeah. menstrual products. Oh, yeah. When you look at, again, we were talking about, like, always Tampax, um, the U brand. They catch you with all the pretty colors, oh, the yeah. design and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, what am I really paying for? Yep. Even always, like, they, or is it Kotex? One of them has, like, really, like, every, like, the pads are colorful. Like, I remember. Co- you buy Kotex. The Kotex? Mm. Yeah. Because <laughs> it caught me. I was I one of those that. people. <laughs> like, oh, it's so pretty. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I carry this around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Capitalism right here. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it it would be great if they were free or heavily, heavily subsidized. Like, this is an off-question question for you. But if you had the opportunity right now to like just go to the Canadian government, how would you explain to him like we need this and we need it to be free? 
Um, that's a good question. Because <laughs> um, I could be a shy person. I don't know how I would. Uh, um, maybe I'll just maybe bring the facts. Yeah. Like how much, like in terms of like the the money, like to, to make it free. Mm-hmm. I would I would bring up like the the people experiencing homelessness and poverty. Mm-hmm. especially for them <clears throat> or people that don't have yeah that that don't have much um yeah i'd probably bring that up to him or her right. i feel like if it's a woman in power you will understand this yeah but i think that's one thing too and i think that's something that we don't always take into consideration and i like the fact that you brought up especially people suffering from homelessness where if they only get those couple dollars a day or a week, they don't have necessarily the funds to go and buy this expensive always product. Mm-hmm. They don't have that kind of funds to really go buy all the pretty designs. I remember I was reading an article even last night and I forgot which country it was, but they were saying how one pad, not the package, but one pad alone cost four U.S. dollars. No way. And I'm just like, I'm sorry, what? Wow. So there's still some countries where they're not big on the pad use because of how expensive it is. Wow. Yeah. Now, mind you, we're here getting, for example, like a box of 40 for like 10 bucks, maybe more, maybe less. They're paying four bucks for a pad. Dang. If that's USD, so they're paying what? A little over five almost six dollars canadian for mm. one pad Mm-mm. no thanks N- not my money yeah i'd be right with you on the cloth pads. i know that's right yeah and i know there's a few of these um you know eco-friendly sustainable venture companies mm-hmm. where they take some of the funds and provide their products to to people in need um so like it, they they give back to the community so yeah and i feel like like menstrual underwears would be more would be beneficial for pe- people experiencing homelessness cuz you don't know when the next time you're going to have access to a washroom like at least you know the underwear will carry you you know mhm i don't know yeah no i think that's a great idea actually kind of moving back to the question before that i'm going to come back to this one in terms of the cloth pad, and this could be TMI, feel free to answer it or not, but were you afraid of leak, like leakage or did you actually experience that? At first, I was so <laughs> nervous. So what I did, when I first got them, I put like the regular plastic pad on my underwear. Then I put the other, the cloth pad just mm-hmm. to like try it out. I'm oh, like, yeah. It doesn't leak. Like, I, at first, I was, like, tripped down. Like, wow, this holds a lot of blood. Yeah. The only thing where I experience, like, it coming out, like, a little bit onto my underwear is, like, when I'm sleeping because I move a lot. Okay. Yeah, that's but, fair. Um, yeah. I think I I want to invest in the underwear mm-hmm. for, like, sleep time. Um, and, yeah, if I if I don't change it. If, I, if I'm in it for a, a long time, yeah, you could start to feel like, okay, it's time to change. Because at first, like with the pads that I have, the charcoal one, 
um, it's it's really dry. So like even if you, you know, you're using the washroom and you you don't really see much on the surface, mm-hmm. like you could still you know continue to wear them, and it's dry. But once you start feeling a little bit wet, you're like, okay, now it's time to to change oh. to the next one. So that's kind of like it's indirect direct indicator of okay, now we're getting full kind of thing. Yeah, that that's what I've noticed. Um, with the ones that I've used, mm-hmm. it keeps you really dry, which is nice. Aww. Like sometimes you don't even realize you're, and it's so soft and comfortable on your vagina because it's like a pillow. It's like cloth. It's like really soft. It's not like the plastic scratchy mm-hmm. ones. So it's, it's very comfortable. Oh girl, I think you both have changed a lot of people's minds today. <laughs> Well, it's worth it. It's worth it. It takes time to adjust. Yeah. You, but it's worth it. And you become more in tune with your body. <clears throat> Which I feel like is one of those things that, especially with the pandemic stuff, a lot of people have been doing now. Forgetting mm-hmm. about themselves, that self-love. Like again, like you said, what are we putting into our bodies? What's exactly. the ingredients? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. The and um like most um what was I gonna say like so pads like regular pads are mostly made out of plastic and cotton and apparently cotton is like the most heavily pesticide pesticide sprayed uh plant or crop I don't know if it's a plant um I'm getting scared by the results that you're telling me sorry (laughs) sorry like, I'm just thinking pesticides, like when you spray it a plant and it has all the bugs. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I mean, pesticides spray is all over our vegetables and fruits if you shop at regular grocery stores. So, I mean, uh, poison, I guess, but yeah. Right? That's, that's also something that's important to consider and be aware of. And, um, I'm like stressed. The- <laughs> 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 Sorry, it's not, it's, it's just meant to, you know, share the knowledge no, it's a good stress because i'm just yeah. like mind opening like eye yeah. opening but keep, keep going yeah. <laughs> so, um yeah like the the chemicals and the products that are in you know the conventional pads and tampons like they are not good for our bodies at all mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah so and Sorry. like and um like some of them are are ca- cancer causing, like car- carcinogens. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, I just just be. I guess my message is just be aware of what you're, we are putting in our vaginas, um, and close to our vaginas. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's part of our bodies. Like this is where life comes out. If you're into, you know wanting to be a mom someday like <clears throat> no absolutely yeah it's we should uh, be overprotective of our vaginas I think <laughs> when it comes to these products um it's that's a very all, sensitive area you know yeah that's all part of personal health self-care self-love yeah oh my gosh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I'm no, I'm here contemplating. Be like, okay, so next month, what are we doing? Which one are we trying? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Wow. See, mm-hmm. I've been saying this at least every single episode, but now again, you ladies, men, if, if you're listening, and this might be a little a little much for you to handle, <laughs> but for the <laughs> ladies, this is why I love doing these kind of podcasts and having people come and talk about things that they're passionate about. You don't need to be like the biggest expert on it or anything, but if you have a passion for it, definitely come and like talk to us about it. And these are the things that I love because you are teaching us something that one, I've never discussed on the podcast before, but two, you you are blowing my mind. So imagine the people who are listening right now mm-hmm. who actually don't know anything about this or who wanted to know about this. Yeah. Like this is a this this is why we do it. Yeah, I, I was mind blown too when I first came across this information. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like, wait, what? What's really going on here? What are you telling me? Yeah, it's... And like it's an easy quick search too mm-hmm. on Google um, and YouTube. So, because I even had a friend and I mentioned um, your topic to her and she got so excited because she was actually looking into these kind of things herself. But again, nice. never really knew anyone who did it before. So, like, you know, she just thinks about trying it because she's like you in a sense where having the, um, the healthy lifestyle, she's also a vegan. She's also like, you know, very in tune with her body. Yeah, she looks at the time of the month as like a, as a cleanse and like it's peaceful while we're here cussing our bodies every month. Yeah, at least me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I, right. I still cuss my body at times. I'm like, right. all these cramps, I can't. Like, why? So mm-hmm. things like this, we could actually hear someone who's had firsthand experience, who's done her research, who's had other people who've been through the experience as well to at least shed some light. Is very, it's very helpful and very inspiring. Mm-hmm. And if it helps, I don't know if this helps. I am black, so I'm a black girl. Power to the people. So, and, like, I know sometimes, I don't, uh, yeah, the black girls will understand. Like, yeah, girl, girl, it you... helps to, to know it's one speak of your it, own. Speak <laughs> it. It's true. Because, yeah. you know, it's like um, when they say representation matters. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you hear about these alternate lifestyles or style choices, Mm-hmm. You don't really hear it coming from a black female. Exactly. And that's exactly. no shade, no tea. But whenever we see it, it's usually like, you know, the Caucasian or the Asian woman who's promoting it. Look at this healthy lifestyle. But I'm like, I can't identify with that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's no motivation for me to really try. It sounds great. But I want someone that looks like me that's trying it. And I can be like, exactly. oh, wait a minute so this actually is for everybody this is something that everybody can adapt to Mm -hmm. yeah so i just put that out there (laughs) let them know let them know (laughs) if you guys haven't realized there's no visual for today's for today's episode however you see her picture so you'll see that she's black but (laughs) <laughs> depending on what you're listening oh yeah you're gonna add the picture i forgot yeah no, well some people will see your picture on youtube but like if you listen to it on spotify soundcloud anchor apple then she black <laughs> she, she black black <laughs> with dreads like yes girl yeah. <laughs> i love it oh my gosh i love it like just disclaimer she black <laughs> Oh, man, too funny. Now, shifting gears a bit, can you enlighten us on how other societal cultures view women's menstrual cycles? So their practices, their rituals, do you know anything about that? 
Um, not much, but I I did have the privilege of like as I when I don't know if I mentioned it. Um, but I'm a child and youth worker. Mm-hmm. So, but now I'm in school. But um, I've had the privilege of working alongside um at the Anishinaabek people, so Ojibwe people in Toronto. Oh. And I know a part of their culture. Um, periods are considered moon time a woman's moon time and it's like the most powerful mm-hmm. a woman is women are, are like the most powerful during that time uh so yeah if you're interested look look into their views of it and I know like with certain ceremonies if you are on your moon time you're not allowed to touch certain sacred medicines because of the power of the blood that's coming out of you so I thought Dang. that was yeah that was interesting um but that's pretty much the only one I know like um like I I'm Jamaican so for I know when I first experienced my first period like all the women in my family were excited they're like oh my gosh you're a woman now and like (laughs) praising me and my 13 year old are they 12 12 or 13 I'm just like why are you celebrating this this is disgusting this is scary thank you like (laughs) can we not but uh yeah I know like like with my family it was a mark of maturity and and entering womanhood Mm. um but I I'm yeah I'm not sure um I know like with some cultures and religions, women were seen as unclean. Like I know in um, ancient Christian, Judean um, cultures back in the day, I, I remember it learning that it was unclean. The woman was unclean. Um, but yeah, that's as much that I know. Wow. I feel like even that, even that alone is actually pretty interesting because I feel like, again, when I guess you could say Western culture in North America, when we get it, it's just like, okay, it's another month. Here it is. And boom. But to hear how other cultures or countries really, I would say actually consider it, how they look at it, how they view it. That's like the complete opposite of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I really like how like the Anishinaabek people, like their view of it, it's pretty mm-hmm. empowering. Yeah. I kind of mm-hmm. now want to kind of just research and be like, okay, how like different countries, what are their practices? How how do they view it? How is like something like what goes on there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be something interesting to look into for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really see how other countries really handle it. Yeah. But my next question for you is, how do societal views and cultural impact, and sorry, societal views and culture impact the way we we perceive our menstrual cycles? I think we kind Uh, of just touched on that, but we can go further in depth. Yeah, I think for like North American culture, Canada, like it's something that we're supposed to hide, you mm-hmm. know, and not deal with. Like take a pain pill, don't deal with it, hide it, don't tell people you're on your period. Absolutely. Like even like the whole idea of like the the 
pads like you take it off you put throw it away out of sight out of mind like you just don't really deal wrap with it. it up out of sight out of mind yeah even like the wrapping of like when you put it in the garbage like I know for me I was always taught like you wrap it in the paper make sure no one knows what household. <laughs> you hide the wrapper <laughs> Yeah, I remember that. That was like my mom really stressed, like, like you hide that. No, <laughs> you're wrapping it up at home, wrapping it up if you're like at like at a mall or something. Like, yeah, better wrap it up. Yep, yep. Oh, girl, yes, I got this. Oh. I got the same lecture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, and um, I remember one time, um, like I was in need of a of a pad. This was like universities. And I was driving through, like, near, I was getting off of the GO station mm-hmm. um, in Malton. And I had a, f- a friend that lived in Malton, a, f- a male friend. And I'm like, I like I could just needed a pad. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't go to the mall. But I'm just like, okay, my friend lives in the city here. Let me just drive and see if, like, so I called him up. I'm like, hey, do you know if your sisters have any pads like extra pads i just i'm in need of one he's mm-hmm. like i don't know where i'd find it i'm like just look under that's a race sounded stress like where would i find that what <laughs> question is this i know he's just like what the heck is going on but um I'm like just look in the washroom under the sink that's where it's always in every house it's under the sink so he, he looks this, I'm on the phone with him he's like he looks like oh yeah wow it is there <laughs> so I'm like okay can I come over please and just take one and use your washroom he's like fine so I get there I'm like so I go in the washroom do what I have to do and I come out and then his mom is like can, can I talk to you for a second I'm like sure oh this is awkward <laughs> she's like you never tell a man when you're on your period. I'm just like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? He's just my friend. He's like, never in my years. I don't even tell my husband. <laughs> I'm like, I'd be like this. I'm like, it was an emergency. I needed it. Wait, I just want to know. She don't think her husband probably figures out at some point when her mood changes. I, I or she ain't in the mood. <laughs> I don't know. But she was like, it just goes <laughs> It just goes to it with the theme of like you hide it. Yeah. Like I was like, why though? And like looking back, I'm like, why do we have to hide it? It's part of our it's part of nature. Nature like, every pretty much almost every woman goes through it. Yeah. So but yeah, I thought it would be a funny <laughs> example just to like show like with culture and Jamaican they they were Jamaican background. Oh yes, there it is. But like yeah, you hide that. So, yep. Um, yeah. So our culture views it as something, mm-hmm. of like something you hide, you don't talk about. Um, even like at like when you're at work, um, you know how many times I wanted to call in sick because of my cramps, but I just suck it up, take yes. an Advil. <laughs> um, it'd be so nice if you know we had specific sick days for those that experience. Because my first day is horrible. Like, I get nausea. I was about to say, like, I'm the kind of person where I think at one point last year, almost, I, I, 
I'm one of those persons where one month it could be good, one month it could be really painful. Mm-hmm. And for almost three months straight, I had the painful, like the painful beginnings where, like you said, the first day is really bad. And it's true because I'm just like, okay, I'm using up my sick days for it. And it's just the start of the year. Mm. Like, I feel like we should be able to be like, okay, it's in my, I'm about to put this in my contract once a month. I either need this particular time frame off at least these two days back to back to be on the safe side. Yeah. Or just not, I'm going to call in sick, but it's not an actual sick day. I just need to relieve the pain. Like, I feel like there has to be some kind of fair like level playground i should say Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah in my last um supervisor like we we got we were pretty close and they were very understandable like like um today's my first day of a period and uh gotta take the day off because they've seen me at work on my first day and it it was horrible like i was out of commission they're like okay just go home so they they see, they know how my first days are yes like a lot of you know companies and places of work we you just have to suck it up and hide it unfortunately yep because <clears throat> for them they think like well everybody else has it you're you should be able to come to work yeah mm-hmm. um and i remember in high school my cramps were really bad too like I had to get picked up from my parents yeah school yeah oh see I I don't know if I've had it that bad yet but I've definitely had those days where you're kind of just again you're like you're holding your stomach you're rolling around like you're in excruciating pain and like we said it's, it's different for everyone some people can go about it month to month and it's like nothing for them they get up, everything's happy and cheery. There's some people where it's excruciating pain, like how you said, like you had to get picked up just because of how sick you got. So it's definitely different for every woman, but I feel like there definitely should be the understanding. And school is different. School, you can definitely either go in later or miss the day. But yeah. in terms of the working field, if you are not working from home and you really have to report to your job on a daily, yeah. I feel like this should be something written in contracts. And I was like, okay, if I monitor it correctly or as accurate as possible around this time, just know if I call in, this is the reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And um, I'm not sure if you heard, um, mm-hmm. but uh, have you heard of <clears throat> back in 2015, there was this um, a lady named Karen, Karen Gandhi, and she ran a marathon in London Mm-hmm. And she had gotten her period the night before and decided, you know, not to wear a pad or a tampon during the, the race. So she's there doing the, or not the race, the marathon. Yeah. So she made like a lot of headlines, news headlines, like women runs marathon while like dripping blood, like while on her period. And um, when she was interviewed after, mm-hmm. uh, she was like, she did it because to like be in be in like a solidarity for for women who don't have access to tampons and pads and she did it to like highlight how like the how people shame women for for their periods um but I, i thought that was very interesting like the statement she made like running a race during a period not having mm-hmm. any 
pads on just is just dripping down her pants and like can you imagine all the faces oh, right it was like, what the hell wrong with her yeah yeah well, that's a hear- very like strong statement yeah kieran gandhi if you guys want to look her up because <clears throat> she's making the point of people who don't have access to mm-hmm. like pads tampons and all the alternatives but also for like we said, for people who no matter what still have to go into work, still have to get the job done that day, mm-hmm. regardless of what they're going through internally. Yeah. Oh, girl. I, I need to search her. That, that. Yeah. 25th, I think it was 2015. I mean, at the time, I'm like, ew, gross. Like, you got to hide that. <laughs> but yeah. now I'm like, yeah, girl, let it bleed. Let it flow. <laughs> Tony Braxton, let it flow. Let, just let it be free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and oh. see we're laughing because i find it hilarious because it shows you how we've all been like in a sense have the same mindset that has been passed down from generation to generation exactly yep <clears throat> Jeez. oh shalina we're about to reach our final question which is my most loved question but also tells me the podcast is coming to an end but it's still my most loved question and I want to know, what does it mean to be unapologetically Shalina? That's a great question. Um, very deep. Right? <laughs> I think I'm, I'm still figuring it out. Um, oh, I like that. Yeah, I think uh, for me, I guess, to because I'm, a, I'm a, tend to be a very quiet person, very internal, like I don't really share my thoughts with people unless like it comes up in conversation or they ask me certain questions and I, Mm -hmm. but like, I think for me trying to not be afraid to let my voice be heard. Yes. And thoughts to be heard um, instead of like just keeping quiet to myself. Um, Yeah. I think, I think that's what it means to make my voice be heard. (laughs) And thank you for the opportunity. Yes, no, thank you for coming. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Oh, I love that though. For your voice, for your voice to be heard. Yes, girl. (laughs) And this is what I say we have a voice, we all have our opinions, we all have the rights to share what we think, to share our views, right? Don't no censorship. This is why I keep saying I am not on a big platform where people can control my stuff because I love the opportunity for people to come on here and speak freely speak their mind you have a voice to be heard there's no reason why it should be censored or silenced right well thank, thank you for that thank you yes oh this is great i enjoyed this oh i'm so happy <laughs> if you guys haven't realized a lot of my guests um this year for 21 are actually people i've never met before are people that i don't know so to really have you come on and feel comfortable to really share your story and this was a very in a sense intimate one so oh yeah on here and share and feel comfortable oh that just made my day yeah oh. <laughs> yeah now i'm looking back I'm like oh yeah this was very intimate yes girl i mean look here we just broke probably every jamaican rule right now <laughs> but what do you really think about it? we just did were you jamaican yep okay. <laughs> well technically jamaican descent my parents are jamaican yeah. Yeah, what? same, same thing. thing. Same yeah, yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> oh, man. It'd be interesting to hear. Do they listen to your podcast? 
Uh, well, I would be like disclaimer. Be like, mom, if you if you listen, <laughs> it's for the good of the people. <laughs> we are educating them. <laughs> It'd be interesting to hear um, her thoughts. Like when you if you decide to switch your products, it would be interesting to hear. Right, she's gonna be like, "Where is this coming from?" I'll be like, "Mom, <laughs> I was inspired." <laughs> this is really how a lot of what happens after almost every podcast episode. I'm like, "Mom, I have a new idea. I have a new life change." She's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what happened?" <laughs> <laughs> That's what life is about, you know. Change. It is change. Yeah. Opening your mind, expanding your viewpoint, like this. This is what it's about. Mm-hmm. Oh. Shalina, thank you. Thank you so much for coming today. No problem. Thank you for the invite. Oh, ladies, this concludes today's episode of Unapologetically Her. But if you want to hear from me or Shalina again, actually, before I even go into that, Shalina, drop all your socials one more time. Let the people know sure. where to find you. Yes, you can find me on Instagram at everything90spodcast or at the sweet tooth vegan underscore. Don't forget the underscore. Don't forget the underscore. <laughs> underscore people. Don't forget. <laughs> I will link everything in the description of this episode. Sweet. Oh, now, like I said, ladies and gentlemen, if you did stay through this whole episode, y'all are some soldiers. Yes. Like your girlfriends or your wives or your daughters real quick. They go through a lot. <laughs> yes. Thank you all so much for listening. If you want to hear from Shalina again, or if you have any comments, questions, or podcast topics, Hit me up on social media at unapologeticallyher and at unapologetic underscore UH on Twitter. Also, don't forget you can listen to the podcast on various streaming platforms where podcasts are hosted, which also including SoundCloud and YouTube under Unapologetically Her Podcast. Once again, thank you all for listening and hopefully you'll tune in for a new episode. Much love, y'all. Peace. And thank you, Shalina, once again. Ciao, you're welcome. Bye, everyone. Bye.